Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of You Wanna Watch, a podcast where I'll let you know whether or not that movie you're considering watching is worth it. My name is Gabby, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the three horror movies that I saw in theaters over last weekend. I went to the movies Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like a wild person who has no real responsibilities, even though I did. I had lots of things to do, and I still went to the movies because I had things I wanted to see, and now we're going to talk about them. So we're just going to go in the order of the days that I saw them. And we're going to start with The Invisible Man that I saw Friday night. And this movie is a science fiction horror film. um, And it was written and directed by Lee Whannell. And that is a big thing to make note of because, as I said before, I was not planning on seeing this movie until I found out that he had written and directed it because he did a movie that I really enjoyed in 2018 called Upgrade that if you haven't seen, you should for sure check out. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was super interesting and kind of different than what I was expecting and different than other sort of sci-fi-y action movies that I'd seen before. Um, So for sure, check that out if you haven't. But his involvement in The Invisible Man is why I decided to go see this movie. But My first reservation of seeing it, the reason I wasn't going to go, was I am not a fan of Elizabeth Moss at all. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan of hers. I, it's fine. You don't have to like every actor and I don't have to have a big reason why. So I'm just going to say I'm not a fan of her and not explain myself further than that because I don't have to. But I am mentioning these two things because I wanted to go in liking it because I wanted to be impressed by the writing and the directing. And I thought that that would be enough that I could ignore the acting from Elizabeth Moss that I knew I was not probably going to enjoy. Um, And unfortunately, I did not enjoy it. And a big part was because of Elizabeth Moss. Unfortunately, I'm like bummed. Honestly, I thought I was really going to be able to look past it, but I couldn't. And part of the reason is because like... The plot of this movie is there's this woman who is trying to escape uh, her abusive boyfriend and she runs away in the middle of the night and in the aftermath of that, he commits suicide and then she is trying to move on with her life, trying to move forward in the aftermath of that. And she starts having these really weird experiences and she believes that he has found a way to turn himself invisible and that he is stalking her because he's never going to leave her alone because he's always told her that was part of his abuse, that it didn't matter where she went, how far away she got from him, he was always going to find her. So like even in death, he's still not actually dead. He's found a way to be invisible and he's haunting her. And none of that's a spoiler. It was all in the trailer. Like you knew that going into the movie, if you've seen the trailer, um, that that was what the plot was. Um, And actually, this movie was produced by Blumhouse, who does a lot of interesting different types of horror movies. And Jason Blum, the producer, like got on Twitter and he said he wishes that he didn't have to give away his movies so much in the trailers but that because they're fighting against streaming and Netflix and trying to get people to go to the movies that there's a need to give people enough 
content in the trailer to make them leave their house to go see the movie, which I don't know if I totally agree with. I feel like I would enjoy it more if I had a little bit more mystery. Like in my head, I think the trailer could have been better if like, I don't know if you knew that he had died and then just stuff was happening to her, but not that she thought him specifically had been the one who was invisible. Like, I don't know, like something where it could have felt maybe like paranormal or anything. And then the reveal could have happened in the movie of what it actually was. But that's, that's a long tangent about not really the movie. So let's get back to the content of the movie and why I had a hard time enjoying it. So with the explanation of that plot, a lot of this movie, in my opinion, like kind of depends on how sympathetic you feel towards Elizabeth Moss's character. And I don't mean like obviously getting out of an abusive relationship and moving forward from that. Like I don't have any, I wanted her to get out of the relationship. I didn't have anything like against her for any of that. It's just like once she started feeling like she was being watched and trying to get people to believe her. I just like, I could see why people weren't believing her. And I think the movie, part of the enjoyment of the movie, like hinged on you being with her the whole time and believing that she was actually right and that he had turned himself invisible and was following her around. But for me, I was just like, you, you're not giving people enough information for them to believe you so of course they think you're crazy like I might even think you're crazy I don't know I'm a viewer and I don't know if I trust you which having an unreliable character and an unreliable narrator is totally like a valid thing to do in a narrative it's just I don't know I just I could not get behind her as like sort of our like protagonist I guess um it didn't really feel that way to me and so it, it took me out of the movie. And I also, like, just as a whole, I thought it was a lot more slow than I was expecting and a lot more, like, quiet tempo and level than it should have been. I think it could have been a lot, like, more tense. And I think the action scenes could have been spaced out better because at one point you do get a really, really nice, like, action scene that's, like, really, like, a a trait of this director like what's what he's good at these like really interesting scenes um there a lot of them were in upgrade like the second we got to the scene I finally felt the feeling I did during upgrade and it didn't last long enough and then it never really happened again and it really bummed me out because that was what I was expecting and what I was hoping to get out of it was sort of that like the difference in this directing in this kind of a movie and it kind of just felt like a basic like stalking movie with slight little sci-fi elements and it just left me disappointed as a whole I feel like that is a good summary though of how I felt about it I mean the directing was good the editing was nice it's just I think the storytelling was where it lacked a lot for me and the acting as I have said so it was okay I wouldn't be telling anyone to go out and see it I think you're fine waiting for it to come out and like streaming like you can pay maybe rent it for like two dollars but don't really spend any more money than that in my opinion so we're gonna move on to the next movie that I saw so Saturday I drove out 30 minutes to go to a different theater than the one I normally go to because a movie that I talked about in my upcoming releases for 2020 
finally came out sort of near me. It was the closest that I could get. So I made the drive because I was super excited to see this movie. And it was The Lodge starring Riley Keough. This movie was supposed to have come out at some point last year. And then the date kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And then it was supposed to have come out early in February. And it wasn't anywhere near me early in February. And it wasn't until this past weekend that it was playing somewhere that I could go see it. And so I jumped on the chance to get to it before it probably leaves theaters. I don't know if this will be out anywhere available for anyone to watch. Like depending on what area you live in, you probably honestly aren't going to have the chance to see it. But you should still keep it on your radar for when it comes out for streaming. Because I'm going to recommend this movie to everybody. It is about this young woman played by Riley Keough who um, is dating a man who has children and um, they are going to a cabin in the middle of nowhere essentially um, and they are meant to all go together like the dad and his two kids and her to have sort of like this bonding experience because they're just newly dating and he's planning on marrying her and it's new into the kids lives and so he wants to have them like have this moment over Christmas Um, and so that's the plan for them to all go up and he has to go back to town because he has work that he has to finish so he drops them all off and then leaves which this is just a personal like my own aside this man is not very smart like the kids first of all didn't want to go he forces them to go and then he leaves them there alone in the middle of nowhere with this woman who they don't know who they didn't want to be alone with in the first place And they're expected to what, like make friends like their children, they're going to throw a fit, they're going to be mad, and it's not going to be a good time for everyone, which is exactly what happens in this movie, but with like a layer of so many messed up things like my brain, I don't even think could wrap itself around like, how I felt about half of the things that happened in this movie and how truly insane it made me feel it was a wild ride, but I really liked it. There are different parts in here that really like surprised and shocked me and I don't want to give them away um, because they're like pretty big plot points that I'm telling you, like I didn't see it coming. There's no reason that I could have assumed that anything was happening. Um, I will say like just as a warning, like a content warning for anyone that there is a graphic suicide um, scene that you, you see it. And so if that is something that would bother you, that would trigger you, I would say to take caution with this because there's nowhere in the trailer and any of the write-ups that are online that I saw before I went to see this that warned me about that. And it was what, like, it was very shocking. I like gasped really loud. Um, So yeah, that is just like a heads up for anyone that might be wanting to watch this movie that if that's going to be too much for you, maybe you should skip it. Just make the best judgment for yourself is what I want to say. But I, as a whole for the movie, I really think it did some interesting things. Like I'm saying, I didn't expect, which I think in a horror movie is good, obviously, because a lot of times they can feel, in my opinion, like formulaic, like you kind of understand how it's all going to unfold from start to finish. Um, And you can be guessing who's going to survive by the end and what exactly is going to happen. And I think this one, I 
after a point, I stopped even pretending that I knew how it was going to end. And it didn't end the way I thought. And there was I the more I think about it, like I wish I could go see it again, just because I know there's lots of little things that I missed um, that really make this movie like as good as I thought that it was. In addition to having Riley Keough in it, which I first was interested in seeing this movie because of her, just because I like her as an actress. Um, And it's really funny. She's in a few different things and I have watched them specifically for her. And then she like won't be in the movie mostly. Like it's another Sebastian Stan thing. Like him and her, I think they are the same person. They, I don't know if they have the same casting person who does all their work for them, the same agent, but they always get billed pretty high on a movie and then they're never in the movie very much. And I was laughing because in this one, like the first 15 minutes, you only had ever seen the back of her head. And I got really worried that you weren't going to spend any actual time with her. And then that got fixed and she was in it a lot. And she ended up being the main person that we got to keep in her head basically for the entire movie, which I enjoyed because I like her acting, as I said. Another actor in this that you might recognize is Jaden Martell, who was young Bill in It. Um, like all the It kids are doing super important things and big things, but I think maybe perhaps like Jaden Martell is the best It kid. Like, sorry to Finn Wolfhard, but Jaden Martell is a freaking creep. Like, I don't, he's good. Like, I did not like him in this movie. I did not like him in Knives Out. Like, he's good at being both really likable, like he was in It, and then being super awful, like he was in these other two things that I saw. So maybe he has the range. Maybe he's super capable and the best child It actor. I don't know. We'll have to see. One other thing I want to say about The Lodge, though, um, this woman, she like walked in before the movie started and then she spent a good 30 minutes watching the movie like she got through the really jarring suicide scene and she got to the more like plot of the movie and then she got up and walked out and didn't come back so I guess she didn't like it um but I thought it was really interesting that it didn't seem like it was the the really shocking scene that had did it for her but the more like exposition stuff where she didn't have time for it I guess that day but I hope I hope she enjoyed the rest of her day and wasn't too mad about seeing a movie she didn't like and finally speaking of movies I didn't like uh I went and saw Fantasy Island on Sunday with my father um and actually it's not that I didn't like it um it was just not good I kind of had some fun but it wasn't that good I wasn't expecting it to be and actually I was never expecting to go and watch this movie in theaters but my dad had watched the tv show that this movie is based on and so he wanted to know if it was similar to the tv show and so he asked me if I wanted to go and I said yes because I like going to the movies and I have a Regal Unlimited pass so we didn't have to pay for my ticket basically so why not see anything I feel like seeing um, so Fantasy Island is another Blumhouse production movie, actually. There are two in this episode. That's fun. Um, and it is a reimagination and a prequel of 
the TV show. So it's supposed to be the setup for how the TV show got started. Um, It's considered a supernatural horror movie. And the plot of this is that we follow five people who visit this island called Fantasy Island. um, And they are told that they are getting to have their fantasy come true. Like, Like they submitted this request and they typed in what their fantasy is and they are told if they go to this island it will come true um and basically obviously that's not the case it's not going to turn out as perfect as it sounds and I don't know why they thought it would but it turns into nightmares and their fantasies do not play out the way they expect and that's what we do for the whole movie is follow that all unfolding I think there were some interesting things that were trying to be done. Like they tried to throw in some nice twists and make it so that it was kind of unpredictable. And some of it I didn't see coming, but I do think they got a little too ambitious with the amount of twists and the way they were executed. Like I just, they kind of lost me. Like they had me for a second and I was like, okay, I'll follow along. We can do this. And then... I took like a left turn and then a right turn and we never really got back on track and I stopped having as much fun as I was trying to have. And it again, it was kind of a bummer because I thought maybe I I lowered my expectations like real low because I was never expecting to see this. And I thought like, well, anything that happens can just be good because I don't have any knowledge of really what this movie is about. Um, And my friend Alec had seen it and he said it wasn't good. But he said that if I went in with really low expectations, like I could have some fun and like I did have some fun. But I think because I really thought like for a second it was going really well and then it lost that sort of momentum that it bummed me out more because it really could have almost been a great movie that would have surprised me the most of probably anything I'd seen so far this year. But just like I said, the execution on some of the twists and just kind of biting off more than it could chew was too much for me. Um, And so I stopped having so much fun and I was just bummed out. One of the people that go on the island was played by Maggie Q. And I actually really liked her character's journey the most. I thought hers was really interesting. Um, the way it was told and the way it kind of played out. And I thought her acting was really good, but um, I don't know. I just, as a whole, like I felt like there was different movies going on within this one movie. And if I could pick out sort of my favorite parts, I could create something really good from what they filmed. Um, But the way they decided to cut it together, I think it was really lacking. Um, And if maybe you like watching like kind of bad Blumhouse type horror movies like maybe you'll have some more fun with this one than the general public like most people really hated this movie I think I didn't hate it as much as most people um but it's not going to be something that you're going to be like rushing to watch or rushing to rewatch if you finally do like catch it for free on something so keep that in mind I don't think it's like a waste of your time because like I said there are some really fun parts and different things I didn't see coming but it's not anything that I will be thinking about after probably I finish talking about it on this podcast right now so that is what I saw over the last weekend I have not 
seen anything since I watched Fantasy Island. I have truly been too busy. The only thing that I've watched, um, like, TV movie related this week is an episode of Vanderpump Rules. And that's just because I have to be able to tweet and talk about it with my friend Kelsey. So I'm not allowed to skip that show week to week. Um, What I plan on watching coming up this weekend is I am going to go see the Ben Affleck basketball movie called The Way Back. I am super excited about that because it looks so good. And I think they're doing a really good job with his like press tour. Like he's not only like promoting his movie, but it was clearly like a therapeutic journey for him to film this movie. And now he's getting to like halfway do like a redemption sort of tour on his press tour which I think is really interesting as someone who works in public relations just thinking of it from that sort of aspect so my brain's been turning and figuring out kind of thinking how his like team worked all that in but I think the movie looks really good I am really excited to see it and so I will talk about that next week and anything else that I might watch in the next week it might be a really weird jumbled episode but I hope you will listen to that episode and I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next week thanks for listening Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Want to Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWpod and Instagram at You Want to Watch.